Welcome to the 412 Canada podcast. My name is Kim Hutchins, and at 412, we're equipping the church for greater influence through serving. We want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come and get equipped with us. 412 Canada is a ministry of Faith Baptist Church in Huntsville, Canada. You're going to love today's episode with Dom Rousseau, where we talk about leadership and culture, how that impacts the church. Not moving forward yet, but instead cultivate interior character and trust God in this season of waiting. All that and more on today's episode. Welcome to the 412 Canada podcast. Do you serve or lead volunteers in the local church? Are there days when you feel less than equipped to make the kind of impact that you want to make in your role or in your organization? Through this podcast, we're equipping the church for greater influence through serving. Thanks for joining us. Welcome everyone to the 412 Canada podcast and today we have Dom Russo on. I'm super excited about this conversation. It's so great to touch base with him and catch up, especially during this COVID-19 season. Um, Dom, thank you for joining me here this morning as we're both from our separate houses and (laughs) trying this remotely. It's wild. Thanks for having me, Kim. And for, uh, it's been a while we've been talking about doing this and, uh, yeah, never did we anticipate, right, that we'd be thinking about so many new things uh, under such, like, stressful conditions. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, but man. it's a great time to listen to a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> might as well learn something new, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Hey, so for those that are listening, Dom was our main speaker last year at the 412 Canada uh conference and he did an amazing job. Um, Dom, for those who maybe aren't listening and don't know you, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. Like uh, Kim mentioned, I had the chance to speak at the conference last year. It was such an honor to be there and to kind of inspire some leaders thinking about volunteering, thinking about serving and the life of the church. But for those who don't really know me, I live in the Montreal area, just north of Montreal. I grew up here in Montreal the mm-hmm. epicenter of this pandemic <laughs> and uh, it really is yeah, it's crazy. and uh, and I'm a church planter uh, have been church planting now for almost five years uh, that we moved back here but I think I'm just kind of a church leader uh, theological junkie by nature I think about like the yeah. life of the church and leadership and culture yeah, so I, I never thought I'd be doing uh, what I'm doing now, but I've always like served in different churches and different contexts, and uh, along the way, tried to pursue my studies. And so, um, yeah, so I finally finished off a PhD a few years ago, and all of that's helped me do what God's called me to do now. So yeah. there's a little bit of an intro. I'm a dad. I have yes. three small boys. <laughs> and I and met your wife with- when we were there in uh, the fall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you visited uh, the 180 for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. It was so much fun to be there. Can you tell us a little bit about the 180? Yeah, so the 180 is the name of the church. And obviously the idea comes from, you know, just the whole sense that Jesus is turning lives around and that the idea of repentance really in the Greek context of the, the Bible has to do with turning, mm-hmm. to let God turn things. And that we, in a sense, turn away from a selfish way of life to, you know, a life-giving, selfless way of life. Mm-hmm. So the 180 meets uh, in a warehouse space right now. Obviously, like many of the listeners or other leaders, like we're rethinking 
what it means to gather virtually mm-hmm. and still stay connected with people. Yeah. Uh, so our church, you know, is, is moving, I would say, out of church plant mode, if that makes sense to people. Church plants have phases. Mm-hmm. They go from, you know, like a launch phase, like pre-launch phase to launch phase to, uh, you know, kind of moving out of that phase. And that has a lot to do with leadership, support structures, uh, so many, so many things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit of our, our background context. Yeah. And uh, I've read some articles that you've written. Can you tell us a little bit about, you wrote one in April, but you have a new one coming out. Can you tell us what that's about? Yeah. You know, like, I think that I write oftentimes to, to just think about what's going on in my heart and in my mind and in my context. I, I really believe that um, the church has to do a better job of thinking about its uh, its intersection points with culture. You know, and I, I don't think the church, at least the church that I grew up in or the context I grew up in, the church has never done that really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes our approach is like, you know, the culture is different. Things in the world are bad. How do we hide in the basement and wait for the end of the world? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that's kind of the narrative I think that I was given. And as I grew up and intersected with people that I loved and people in my family who walked away from church, I thought like, now, what, like, what does that mean? Yeah. Like, what do we do? Do we shun these people? Do we? Um, so, so some of my writing has to do with how we listen well again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote a, I think a, an article I wrote a little while ago was just thinking about the Bible, like how the Bible came together. So there's some, some of the themes in my writing have to do with history. Yeah. And there's other parts of my writing that has to have to do with uh, the culture and the future and leadership. So it's a bit of a mishmash, I guess. Yeah, no, and I think really it's applicable. Anybody could read it and get something out of it. I, I try to. I try not to make it too, too. Um, uh, I mean, academic. And oftentimes, I'll I'll encourage my wife to read <laughs> some of my writing, and she's really kind. She does that and and helps. <laughs> and, and and it's really funny. The platform that I use for writing oftentimes tells me how long it should take someone to read the article. It did. I noticed that. It was like this is a seven minute read. Yeah, and, and I and I realized like if it's over six minutes, people are like too long. Gotta go. I'm not doing that. It's so true. Which is a state. Which is the state of our of our thinking. You know, if if it's if it's too complex and it's too long to read, uh, I'm out of here. Back to Netflix. Yeah. Oh man, that is so true. So then, like, how do you write about something important in a very tight, uh, tight window like that? So, yeah. So, so I'm writing. I'm writing an article now that I hope comes out in a few weeks, and it really has to do with. Um, I guess I would say the article shaping into a conversation about what the church will do as we come out of this crisis. Oh, that'd be good. You know, so it's a little bit about the future and, and the title, I'm not sure if it's, it's going to be the title that stays the title, but right now I think the title that I'm living with is When the Wrong People Reimagine Church. Ooh, that's a good title. Uh, Very thought provoking. Yeah. So it's just really about that. We do not really have the right people sometimes leading conversations about what the church should be. And unfortunately, that's going to be a big crisis in our time. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to see how that kind of plays out, eh? Yeah, people, I often tell people, like, although we all get a microphone, not everybody's microphone is at the same level. And in the church and in the history of the church, that's always been something that's it's been always, people have always been aware of that. Yeah. They have always known when certain voices should be more dominant than others. Mm-hmm. But in our modern social media world, 
we've equated with everybody having a voice with everybody having the same voice. That's true, right? And that's going to really, really uh, impact how we rethink church for sure. Mm-hmm. Hey, Both well, positive that, and negative. Is that also going to be along the same lines? You're going to write a book, I think, right? You're well, you know, I think I've been one? working on Yeah, I've been working on one for a few years. You know, after I finished my PhD, I started to, I mean, I took a break from all that. But I don't know. You know, I I try to put it as simply as possible is that I'm writing a book that I wish I had when we planted our church. Oh, that's great. So it's it's pretty much like I wish I had uh, some, a book that helped me think better about leadership and culture when we Mm -hmm. started our church. And I thought... If I could help future leaders who one day will plant a church or one day will have to lead in a new context um, that is shaped by secular ideas, which is the context I'm in, yeah. uh, I hope I could give them something that they would read and be like, reading this X book that Dom wrote really helped us think better about what God was calling us to do. So that's the kind of book I want to write. I think that'd be great. And really pairing leadership and culture, that's such a, a great way to think about church planting, but church in general too, right? So. Yeah, and I'm realizing even as I do some research and read and, and think about this book is that the church has never really agreed on how to approach culture. Mm, that's true. So even as you, <laughs> you write the that. book, you feel like that there's there's already like a crisis that's waiting even before the book comes out. Mm, mm-hmm. because, because the church has, has struggled with knowing how best to approach this conversation with culture. You know, there's the stream that says, who cares about culture? Yeah. Culture is bad. Uh, the world is bad. Uh, you know, all that stuff. And then there's the other side that says, you know, we're called to redeem culture and be in the culture and not of the world and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bazillion options in between. Yeah. Well, that would be quite fascinating. You'll have to let us know and come back when that book releases. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would love to. Yeah. Yeah, I also wanted to talk about, I know you've been up to some podcasts. Um, yeah. So can you tell us a little bit how that got started and what, what is that? What are the topics? What what are you discussing? Who's it for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the podcast is is connected to uh, just family of churches that, that helps us out and we're connected to. I mean, it's just uh, anyone can listen in and, and learn. Uh, but it's called the New Waters Podcast. I think it's the newwaters.com or just click New Waters Podcast Canada. Okay, we'll um, put a link to that in the show notes. Yeah, you can put a link to that. I, I don't know by heart, but it's somewhere. Google will tell you the answer. Okay. <laughs> uh, and and it's really an interesting attempt to get a few different voices together that represent different spheres of the church. Mm-hmm. So it's different than some other podcasts where it's just interviewing one person. Uh, and that's both good for – and it could be challenging because there's a, a five voices usually in dialogue. Mm-hmm. But the podcast was about – how we think about some of these themes of change, the Bible, the church, uh, theology, culture, uh, the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so some, some some interesting stuff happens. And, and it's pretty, I would say there's moments where it gets really tense because we disagree, the people on the podcast disagree. Yeah, but you still get uh, along. Good. <laughs> we, yeah, we still get along. I think there was a few moments where we got really like, when we were recording some of these, I remember one moment, like we had a yelling match. Oh, I was man. yelling at someone. They were yelling at me, but I think they edited that out. I'm like, that was the best part. <laughs> Wait, and are these all Canadians? <laughs> yeah, mostly. Yeah, when Canadians yell, you know, it's I know. <laughs> yeah, Canadians, some academics, some just pure pastors, some teachers. Yeah. Um, 
some national national leaders of national uh, uh, denomination heads. So we had some different representation, which was nice. Male, female, uh, some different cultures, uh, multi-ethnic. I mean, they tried as best to get different voices in there, which I appreciated. Yeah. I learned lots, you know, by listening, uh, by realizing, hey, my perspective might be helpful, but there's a whole host of other ways that people might think about an issue. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, so it's just a, a sharpening of, of the minds. And the hope was that leaders who listen to it would feel like, hey, you know what? The, the church is, is broad and we can find our place in it. And, um, yeah, so a lot of people want to listen to that or yeah, for isolation. Sure. You have an episode coming out soon, right? I, one just, I think, came out was last week. Okay. It's, it's really, uh, yeah, last week is a new one that came out. It actually is just put out in light of this uh, pandemic. It was uh, it was an episode that we thought we had lost when we were recording, and we were able to retrieve it. And so it's kind of, I think, a special episode. And when you listen to it, the intro will, will give you a bit of a context, too. Okay, that's awesome. And that was recorded last year, right? Yeah, last year. We have yeah. Some of them were recorded last year and the other one two years ago. And and I think the one that just came out, uh, I might be hosting that one. Like every episode is hosted by a different person, although some of I'm in some of them. I'm not in all, though, all of them, but mm -hmm. uh, it, they're all great. They're great. Okay, awesome. That's so good. Hey, I wanted to talk about what are you finding right now um, during this COVID-19 season? What's motivating you or what's encouraging you to kind of keep moving forward? Wow, it's a great question. Uh, I don't, I don't know, you know, like there's days where I think that the wisest thing to do is not to move forward. Mm -hmm. And I know that might sound weird, but I think that part of the world that we inherited was a world that tells us we're only valuable when we're moving forward. Mm -hmm. And so we don't know how to not move forward. That's true. We don't know how to be still. And yeah, not only that, I think everything about leadership, everything about vision, everything is always movement language. Like you got to lead, you got to go, you got to build, you got to, you know, and, and if, and I, and I feel like, I kind of feel a little bit of a frustration with the, you know, already, you know, online or bloggers, podcasters, articles, YouTube, everybody already knows, you know, your mm -hmm. church is going to be doing this next. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> You're going to edit that out? You're gonna edit no, that I'm out? not going to edit it. Let's just oh, leave okay. it because everybody's no, feeling no. that right now. <laughs> no, it's like nobody rebuilds a boat in a storm. You know, smart people just wait till the storm is done and then reevaluate. And, and I think the crisis of our churches is that nobody, they, we just have the next thing. No, we, the ne who's the next you? What's the next thing? Like yeah. nobody knows. Why don't you stop it? Turn your <laughs> phone off. <laughs> That's such a great response. <laughs> and, and I feel bad. Like some people, like they're just getting on the bandwagon and getting on there. Listen, like I think if it sets you free, just realize that like, we don't know. We're, yeah. we're in a real difficult type of storm. And it's a storm we've never seen before. It's not like one of those storms that we see every year. Right. And the truth is, yes, we do have to rebuild some kind of boat that can withstand the storm. And by boat, I mean church or mm -hmm. organization or something, our yeah. homes, our schools. But let's not be foolish to think that we know what that means yet. And, uh, and let's cultivate the kind of interior space and the interior character that when the time arises to rebuild things, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll do it with wisdom 
rather than feeling the pressure to have to be the first ones out of the gate or the first ones with a tip or the first ones with a branding idea. And nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Hey, and then speaking of the church, how about your volunteers during the season? Um, how yeah, are they doing? Yeah. And, and are you reaching out and connecting with them? And how are you motivating them? Yeah, you know, I think I think I'm really blessed. We have some great leaders at our church who've been um, who've been really uh, open to trying new things, and you know, whether I throw a curveball at them and ask them to record a video and do some announcements or do a welcome on their phone and send it to me, and then we try to use that in our gathering. Uh, I, I'm really really blessed as a pastor to have leaders who, you know, are just willing to learn and try new things. Uh, I'd be lying if I didn't say I'm sure they're discouraged and some of them, you know, overwhelmed or yeah, sad or, uh, you know, uh, just struggling, just just like I am. Yeah. You know, so they're 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 doing best that they can and uh, and like I said, you know, like we are really in Quebec. I, I think like we we are the epicenter of Canada. I'm not trying to be foolish or or silly. I yeah. think we're gonna really be in this place for a while although we're trying to be hopeful and open up certain parts of the economy like many of you in Ontario I think yeah uh, I don't know like I really don't know how how much longer this is going to be so we're, we're thinking of some creative ways of staying connected online and yeah well we were talking about sorry you you had some new or you said you've mentioned when we were chatting earlier some new ways that they're stepping up to serve like some different things yeah right yeah, it's been really encouraging to see some people that I didn't know had some gifts of just connection have kind of on their own said, Dom, hey, I'm going to connect with a few guys or I'm going to try to step into prayer, virtual prayer time more often. Or oh, It's cool. just been encouraging, you know, as a pastor to see mm -hmm. that come together. Mm -hmm. And and I think some of those things are not going to change even if things do go back to, you know, some regular gatherings, which is going to be good. We, we, we don't have to lose what we're adding. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's actually great if we're especially connection. Right. Yeah. That's something that we always need to work on. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things that I'm learning, I don't know if the listeners are, are feeling this, this as well. I find there's a different type of connection virtually mm -hmm. if you already know the person you're connecting with. So for example, I know you already. Mm -hmm. So this experience okay. is different than if you called me out of the blue and said, Hey, my name is Kim and I'm crazy and we're <laughs> going to do a podcast. Well, listen, <laughs> last year I called you and I didn't know you to ask, speak at the conference. So <laughs> <laughs> but but you met me, right? Like I at know. some point you meet somebody, right? So I feel that that's kind of new territory for us. Like how do we engage with people that we've never met mm -hmm. through virtual experience versus people we know and have hugged and have yeah. met them. and have... So that's still new, a bit of a new territory. Yeah, that definitely yeah. is, right? I mean, something brand new for all of us. Um, and even just how to move forward in doing that, Um Sometimes it's just frustrating doing Zoom call after Zoom call and not physically contacting, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and I, I, I've shared this with our church and some of our leaders. I, I felt some headaches more than I have in the past, I think, because I'm I'm adding screen time over mm -hmm. screen time, Zoom chat over. And uh, I don't think we're, we're wired for that much, uh, so much of that screen time. So it's trying to figure out how to get balance all that. Mm-hmm. My context, I don't know for some of the listeners if they feel this, like 50% of my job has changed, which is how I pastor people. Mm -hmm. But the mm -hmm. other 50% of my job or like, you know, 40%, 40, 60 is that I still have to preach every Sunday. <laughs> yeah. So that that's part of my job hasn't changed. 
Yeah. So I'm kind of living in two spheres of thinking mm-hmm. where I have to be ready and I'm still preparing to preach and I still need time to study and pray and, you know, just work on the teaching uh, time. And then I, I film that by myself, you know, like yeah. there's no one there. So it's it's been a it's been a real learning curve for sure. Yeah. How do you find? OK, so do you find normally when you speak to an audience and they're right there, you feed off of that energy? Do you find that's different now? Just speaking right to a camera? Yeah, huge. Huge. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's my style. I don't think everybody has that problem. Like some some people, uh, their preaching style doesn't require so much of that engagement with the crowd in the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my style tends to be a bit of that and the way even the way I prepare. So I've really had to almost uh, mentally just assume that there's people who are engaging with me as I speak to like a little camera, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one person put it best, and I think it resonates with me. You know, like we were trained to be pastors, and now we're being forced to be producers. Yeah, that's actually so, a great way to put it. Yeah, like I'm not a, I don't produce shows. You know, no, but, <laughs> you just want to share God's word, right? Yeah, and that requires relationship. That requires the, the, the pain of seeing someone's eyes and feeling their body language and, and knowing what Jesus is saying to them. And that's all taken away, like overnight. Yeah, absolutely. And so so it's been hard, you know. So I, I'm, I'm grateful for the chance to learn this. I just don't think that this is really the best way to really think about church long term. Although I feel that there's some good stuff we can learn in this time. Yeah. Hey, do you find that you have a scripture passage or something that is helping you through this season or encouraging you? I you just know, threw that I, at you. <laughs> yeah, no. You know, I, I feel I, I feel that one of the most profound passages of the Bible that's really carried me over the past few weeks, and maybe it, it resonates with me because we this kind of landed on us around Easter time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the great uh, part of the the Gospels where the angels tell Mary and Mary uh, that. <laughs> Jesus is not here. He's gone ahead of you just as he told you he would. Yeah. And I think there's something about the fact that those of us who've said yes to Jesus are always following a savior who's always ahead of us. Oh, yeah. Like he's never like he's not just waiting around for us to figure out like he's like I'm just think about the fact that it would have been so much more profound if they went to the tomb and Jesus was sitting there waiting to say hi. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is probably what I would have done. I'm like, I I'm know. not here. Right? <laughs> but it's like, he's not even there. You're like, dude, when we need you the most, you're already like planning our next thing. Yeah. He already knows what's coming next. Like he already knows. And it's almost like he's all, he's pulling us along, you know, he's yeah. pulling us like, just keep walking. Like I pull my kids when we go for a walk, like keep walking. <laughs> um, and, and I think there's something beautiful in the fact that the person who's calling us into the future and drawing us into the future uh, loves us and he's a good God. Yeah. That's so and comforting, I think that right? That's the thing that, yeah, that's the thing that's really held me. Yeah, it's, it's holding me together and uh, it's, uh, it's reminding me that he's going he's gonna to carry us through and we have to just keep walking and learning with him. Yeah, that's amazing. That's such a good thought. I've never thought about it in that context before, right? That he's ahead. He's already ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you almost get upset when you read the the resurrection story. You're like, dude, you're not here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey, are you reading any other books or anything as well? Yeah, man, 
you don't ask me about what I'm reading. (laughs) Okay. Well, how about what are you reading or what resources would you say are are good for those that are listening? What would they enjoy? (laughs) Oh, okay. So you don't want to hear my theory about books right now. This is the the podcast is going to just the the viewership is about to go down. People are going to be like, this is ridiculous. We don't want to hear Don talk about this. (laughs) Listenership is about to drop to three people. No, I'm kidding. I I have a theory about books that the books that are impacting me are not always necessarily the books that are going to impact others. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this where somebody's like, hey, you should read this book. And you read it. You're like, I don't care. Uh, Because I think books resonate with us differently depending on where we're at. You know what, Dom, I agree with that. But you know what I do like is that when people recommend books, I tuck that nugget of information away and yeah. then I'll come across a time where I'm like, oh, right, there's this book. Now I'll read it. Sure. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's great. If you could do that, that's amazing. Right. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm reading some things now, uh, by, by a writer named Neil Postman and he's, uh, he's passed on now, but a pr- profound thinker who wrote a book that I read years ago on just technology, on how technology changes how we think. And Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, I I went back to it now because I wanted to think about it again. I try to make it a habit of reading a book that's out of my field of learning and interest because it forces me to think in new categories and learn new words. So I'm I'm reading that. I'm also regularly reading books about... uh, about church history, just because I love church history. And so I'm reading a book on yeah. the Nicene Creed. And so um, it's it's just a book on, you know, the Council of Nicaea and a pivotal time in the life of the church where the church was trying to make sense of theology. Yeah. Which if people are interested into that, they want to do that. Uh, yeah. And just watching some different shows and playing some Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I know we talked about it earlier. What's a great way for you to relieve stress or learn something new, right? I like to paint or create or hand letter, um, and you like to do Lego. Yeah, like 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 all the listeners, I think that uh, different things keep us creative, keep us thinking. I love playing video games. Uh, I think they get my a different part of my brain uh, working, uh, you know. And I I love doing Lego and. Recently, you know, puzzles have been like all sold out and cost a fortune because everybody's trying to do puzzles in their yeah. house. Um, <laughs> yeah, just uh, just like everyone else, I guess, just looking for different ways to stay healthy yeah. and uh, watch what we eat, try to get outside as, as best we can, although we have to keep our distance for sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, I thought about it 10 years from now, somebody listens to the podcast, they're going to be like, what the heck was the coronavirus? What are they talking about? <laughs> they'll just Google it, I'm sure. They'll Google it and yeah. they'll be like an image of a, of a round ball with the sticky yeah, things around it. Everybody's socializing, disinfecting everything. Yeah. Hey, um, what are some interesting or unique ways you've been able to reach out and encourage um, others during this season? You know, last week I, I had a, a wonderful time just doing a bit of a prayer, virtual prayer time with some pastors in the city. And so that was good to just uh, encourage one another as fellow leaders just to be like, hey, we're not alone. We're all feeling like uh, overwhelmed and trying to figure things out. So that's that's been good. Again, like the, the platform is always a bit like one dimensional or just yeah. on a Zoom chat or just on a uh, – but yeah, just I think I think well, I mean, I try to have quality time with my my boys. This time has really ramped up um, a new sense of awareness, you mm-hmm. know, 
uh, of how to help them. And I guess one of the things that I'm trying to do more than I have before is just be interested in the things that they're interested in. Yeah. I'm realizing in my own life, I always feel most listened to when someone cares about the things that I care about. You know, that's true. Especially with kids, right? right? I found if you, if they're showing you something with Lego or something, I have three boys and a daughter and maybe it's something I'm not interested in, but to show them that you're interested in that later opens a door for more conversations. Huge, huge. And, And I find that sometimes, you know, my kids are watching a show or they're reading books and they're, they're playing a game and I'm just trying to be more intentional about sitting down with them. I'm like, you know, tell me why you like this game or why is that guy so cool or why did you buy that car or, you know, and I feel that we're going to, we're going to not only have to embrace the next generation, but we are going to have to be the first time I think in history where the church is really going to have to learn from that generation. Yeah. Uh, you know, learning from them and learning with them uh, is going to be something that's, I mean, it's always been there, but but not at this level. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's been some of my daddy learning, daddy daycare. Yeah. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. what a great time to spend time with your family, right? And and take the time as we were talking earlier. It's amazing what they'll open up and share with you now, right? Yeah, I mean, we're and that's not always time easy, right? Them. I'm sure people are listening, and their kids are like off the walls, and they're always yelling. <laughs> like it's it's not you know I don't want to make it sound like my kids are like these. Uh, holy kind of good kids just studying all the time, you know. So this doesn't mix a match. It makes it not that. Yeah. Oh, for and sure. it's hard for them as well. Like I, oh, yeah. my wife and I always remind ourselves, like, it's hard for them. Like we have three boys and they don't want to be in the house. No. You know, boys are Doing active. homework all day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like they want to they wanna just break something. <laughs> yeah. You need to maybe have Nerf Wars or something, right? Yeah, exactly. A lot of wrestling. A lot of wrestling. <laughs> Hey, um, yeah. what is one thing if you could share to those listening that you would think would encourage them or a thought that you could leave with them? To those that maybe serve in the church or um, yeah. lead volunteers? Uh, I think, I think you know, just to trust God uh, in the season of patience and the season of waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, just know that, uh, you know, I said this a few weeks ago in a sermon that I was preaching. I just said, you know, that we are the, the community of people who survived the fall of the Roman Empire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, so I think if you can, uh, just develop some new disciplines. You know, like these kinds of times don't make you more disciplined, but they do reveal whether you're disciplined or not. It's true. Uh, so yeah. for some people, you know, it's a great time to realize, you know, I don't like reading, so maybe I should, or I'm not finding time to quietly pray or spend mm-hmm. some silent time with God, you know, so, so I would just encourage people to maybe cultivate one thing, just mm-hmm. one thing. It doesn't have to be a thousand things, just one Yeah. and try it for a few weeks and then ask somebody that you love or somebody that you're living with to ask you how you've changed over that week or two weeks that you've been doing that discipline. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you know, and, and I think that just helps us realize that community matters. We can, we can have new methods of accountability. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and so, uh, and, and that things are going to be okay. And, and the new things that we have to learn are still underground. Like, I, I, it's still too new. You know, I think, um, I don't know if that's encouraging. I think so, Dom. I think that's fantastic. I think we have been here in this space during the season long enough that, yeah, it's, it's time to maybe just try one new thing 
to yeah. get out of the rut and and have some hope, right? Yeah, um, and yeah. be encouraged. And, and I I try to have something like you know my kids are always on and they're they're awake when they're here. So I I try to go to bed a bit earlier sometimes and get up early and try to do some reading in the morning before the family's up. So for some people that might be a new habit to feel mm -hmm. like go you know so just try it and see if that helps. Yeah. Um, or for other people, it might be, I don't know, just drink more water. I, I don't know, just try something. <laughs> just put something <laughs> small, right? Just get the ball rolling. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> like you don't have to work out every single day. Just work out for like 20 minutes and see how yeah. you feel. <laughs> hey, what is the best way? If somebody wanted to contact you or had questions, um, is it better to follow you on Instagram or email? Yeah. Or what's yeah, a good way can. to do that? You know, the best ways don't contact me. I'm not going to care. <laughs> No. <laughs> I'm kidding. Matt, you have to edit this out. Edit this part out. Uh, people, people can find me on Instagram, or Twitter, okay. Facebook, and uh, DRusso, D-R-U-S-O at the180.ca if, uh, if anybody really wants to talk about a book that they're reading or they're thinking about something and uh, they're reading Neil Postman, they should send me a note. That stuff is interesting to me. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, I love to connect with people and uh, yeah, and just uh, they can find me on social media stuff like that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's been great, Dom. I am so glad that we were able to have this conversation. Right, it's yeah. been such an unknown, crazy season, and some days you're up or I'm up, and some days I'm down. Right, with emotions and yeah, and just gray, rainy weather. But uh, oh, I know, I know, we got that too. I think we're getting snow next week in our context. So yeah, I think we are too this weekend. We actually just, I know it's beginning of May, but we did plant some That's vegetables you know, i know I that, uh, we kind of jumped the gun it was just so beautiful well you deserve <laughs> everything dying that's what you get kim when you try to when you try to be all into the future we're going to be ahead of everybody <laughs> that's right that's what i thought i'm telling you you should try try listening to this podcast once in a while that's right take notes take some notes play it back and listen to it <laughs> play back and take notes <laughs> i will I'll be writing furiously <laughs> Thanks for doing this, Kim, and thanks for reaching out. Sorry it took a long time for us to finally connect, but uh, it's always great to see you and virtually, of course, and uh, hopefully uh, in the future we'll connect again at some some conference context, teaching, sharing, serving the church. Yeah, together. that would be amazing. I love chatting with you, Dom. It's always oh. great and encouraging. So I'm so glad we could finally connect. And uh, yeah, for those listening, if you've missed anything, that you can check them out on our show notes. Uh, We'll have details and links there for you. All right. Thank you. you I know you've got a busy schedule, so I'll let you get going. Yeah. Get to see your face and uh, be safe. Wash your hands. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I will. You too. <laughs> Bye. For our listeners, we want to help you stay connected with all that is happening around 412 Canada, including this podcast and our upcoming conference in May of 2021. The best way to stay connected is to sign up for our emails at 412.ca, that's F-O-U-R 12.ca. And when you do that, we're going to send you the audio from our conference last spring for free. Also, be sure to check out our show notes where we will include all that we talked about with Dom, including resources and ways that you can connect with Dom. Please leave a review and like and share us with your friends. And we look forward to the next time on the 412 Canada podcast. Thank <laughs> you.
Thanks for listening to the 412 Canada podcast. We hope this episode has equipped you for greater influence through serving. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and consider leaving a review on the app you use. The 412 Canada podcast is a ministry of Faith Baptist Church in Huntsville, Canada. Explore everything 412 Canada at 412.ca. Thanks again for spending time with us. See you next time.